We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to what I believe will be a helpful and encouraging conversation. Uh, This is a topic, what we're going to discuss today, that all of us need to at least spend a few minutes thinking about. The question on the table today is this, and we're going to do our best to unpack it. Uh, Sometimes I do a good job and sometimes not as good, but we're going to do our best today. The question is this, how do we endure. How do we endure? Life has its ups, it has its downs, it can be very, very difficult. Uh, At times, we know it can be great, but that's typically a short period of time that leads to it being a little more difficult, and we are all faced with the decision. Do we continue forward, or do we stop? As we've talked about before, do we march, (laughs) or do we simply say, this is where I am, we give up, and we die? How do we endure? How do we keep moving forward. We're going to discuss that today. But before we do, just a couple of things. If you're listening but not watching this show today, uh, I want to thank you for listening. And whatever platform it is you're listening from, wherever you're receiving your podcast from, please take a minute to subscribe. And every platform does it a little bit different, but make sure you're subscribed to this show so that when this Uh, episode, when other episodes come out, you are one of the first to receive that. Uh, I think sometimes, at least for me, I listen to a great podcast, I don't subscribe, and then like three months later, I go, oh man, that was a great podcast. I should go back and listen to that again. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe. Do it right now, and uh, you'll get this uh, content as soon as it comes out. That's great. If you are not watching, though, I would encourage you, take some time, jump over to YouTube. You can find my channel on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search for Jeremy Stallnecker. You'll find my channel there. And um, again, I'd love to share that with you. This is there. The video version of this is there, of course. Uh, Other content that I put out is there. A lot of stuff going on there. Please take some time. Go check out that channel. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell, as silly as it sounds to even say that's how you will be informed when new, t- new content comes online, and uh, I'd love for you to have the opportunity to get that first. That's fantastic. And then I'd like to also ask you to do something else, a couple of ask- asks today. Uh, one, subscribe. Two, go to jeremystallnecker.com, jeremystallnecker.com. That's my uh, website, my blog. Uh, everything is there as it pertains to me. My digital life is there. That's where I write. You'll find links to other content that I produce, links to all of my social stuff, 
All of it's there. Please take some time to jump over there, and uh, you can also communicate with me there as well. JeremyStalnecker.com. And then finally today, and uh, I'm super excited to be able to introduce you to a new uh, partner that I have that helps to make this content and content like it possible. Uh, I, as those who listen to this show know, served in the Marine Corps. I am a Marine veteran, very patriotic, love my country, and in spite of the things that are going on in the world right now, very thankful for America, and uh, I'm thankful for my service. I'm thankful to be associated with the military. I work for a veteran, nonprofit. This is my life. But one thing I've struggled with over the years uh, has been this, and you may have the same struggle. If you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I want to represent my country, and I want to represent my service, and and even represent uh, what I believe is patriotism by wearing t-shirts and other apparel that speak to that. Uh, but I want to do it without all the crazy gimmicky stuff that often comes along with these t-shirt and apparel companies. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) There's some crazy stuff. I love some of the t-shirts and some of the other uh, sweatshirts, other apparel that's out there, but the company typically has a, like an edge to it that is almost embarrassing to me sometimes as a veteran. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then just disregard what I'm saying, but listen to this. Uh, I've been looking for a long time for a company that uh, provided great quality material, stuff that I wanted to wear, uh, that I was excited to share with other people. And that has a a great story. And uh, finally found one. And and again, I'm very thankful to be able to partner with them. Uh, The company is Freedom Fatigues. Freedom Fatigues. It is a family-owned company. Uh, The owner's veteran and law enforcement. Great story. You can find that on their website. Go to the About Us section. See a picture of their family. Uh, Great family. And uh, they run this company. Uh, Coming from a military background, serving in law enforcement for many, many years, and now representing both through their apparel brand, Freedom Fatigues. I want you to go check that out. Uh, That is now where I will be purchasing uh, my patriotic and uh, veteran apparel. And uh, again, you know this is a thing, and you know how uh, fun it can be to find the right place, and I believe I found the right place. Very excited to be working with them. Go there, and at checkout, use a code. You have a code that will get you a discount. Uh, again, I've been searching for a long time. I reached out to them. Uh, I told them about what we do and what I do, and and uh, they said they'd, they'd love to partner with us. So go ahead and check them out. When you check out, use a code, real simple. I've told you before, I use my name for everything. It just makes life easy. That's the one thing I can't forget. Here's the code, Jeremy10. Jeremy and the number 10, all together, no spaces, J-E-R-E-M-Y, no space, one, zero. Jeremy 10, that will get you 10% off your order. And uh, a lot of what they receive, they donate back to veterans organizations. They have this listed on their website as well. And they're very committed uh, because of their own background and their own experience to intervening in, in many of the areas that Mighty Oaks and other organizations like ours are uh, working and intervening. So please check them out. That would be fantastic. And again, uh, they are part of the reason that this content is able to be produced. And I'm excited to share them with you. All American made. It's great. I could go on. I won't. Let's jump into our topic. So here it is. 
How do we endure? So much of life is about pushing forward. So much of life is about enduring. And often on this show, I give practical tips and practical helps to uh, really keep us marching forward when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. I've talked about that a lot, many, many times. (laughs) You can go back to all the other episodes and uh, so many conversations about that. I've had great guests on that have helped me. Uh, understand that and break that down as well. But at the end of the day, marching forward requires endurance. It requires saying, look, I know it's going to be hard sometimes. I know it's going to be um, fraught with uh, difficulty and uncertainty. I understand that, but I'm going to continue pushing forward. That's endurance. If you look at the sports world, so often in sport, the conversation around endurance comes up. What is endurance? Uh, There are even what we call endurance sports, long races and long events. And you you are familiar with these events. Um, I participate in endurance running, uh, very long events where really you do your best to train, you do your best to prepare. There's a lot involved in that. uh, But it comes right down to continuing, continuing, continuing. All of the training, all of the the nutrition, all of the preparation, all of the course reconnaissance, all of of that (laughs) is worthless if you don't endure. What makes a 62-mile race so difficult? The distance. What makes a 100-mile or more race difficult? The distance. Why are we enamored with some of the people that do these incredible endurance events? Because of the distance, because starting is easy, enduring to the end is extremely difficult. So how do we endure? There is a great passage of scripture that really speaks to this. I love it. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm going to read it and then I'll break a few things down for you. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. There is so much there. I'm not going to spend uh, a lot of time breaking down every aspect of this. But in these verses, we find really the steps required if we are going to endure. Um, I wrote about this on my blog recently. You can go find that. Again, jeremystonlicker.com. You can find that. uh, And the blog post is titled, just like this podcast, How Do We Endure? And you can find it kind of laid out there. But there's a process that I go through when I feel like I just don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. And it's a process that I have uh, derived from these verses. I want to give you a couple of thoughts. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, again, uh, breaking down every aspect of this, but some thoughts. How do we endure? Well, I think, first of all, we need to realize that we're in a race. (laughs) How many people are going through life, they're doing stuff, but they don't realize that they're in a race? Uh, I have participated in races, and I've known every time I was in one because I signed up for it, I paid money, I prepared, I went to the start line, 
uh, someone said go or fired a gun or rang a bell and you step off and you go, the course is marked, you're in it. It's funny, though, along those courses, because these are trail events, you'll come across people who are just out trying to enjoy the day. and <laughs> They didn't realize a race was happening. And those folks, they'll say hi, and they're typically pretty nice, and they'll get out of the way if a mob is coming through. Um, but they always look a little bewildered, too. Why are you out here? What is going on? And it's funny because you're focused on a destination, however far away that destination may be, and they're pretty much just focused on enjoying the day, just kind of working through whatever uh, the landscape is, the scene there, moving from one place to another, looking at the flowers, having a conversation, enjoying themselves, and when you're running, you look at that and think, that must be really nice, right? Uh, but they're out for the day enjoying their family. There is a real difference between the person who knows they're in a race and the person who's just kind of meandering along. And I fear that most people are just kind of meandering along. When the difficulties come, the obstacles present themselves, it's easy to quit because we weren't really going anywhere anyhow. Choose the road of least resistance or the path of least resistance because why wouldn't you? These verses are great. Verse number one says, Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. What's the next part? And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There is a race. And it's ours. It was set before us. Imagine a path. In life, we have responsibilities. We need to make decisions. The best decision we could make is to enter into a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. That is really what we might call the path of salvation or the forgiveness of sins. But there's a path of life as well. It's the path that we have been placed on, and it's been given to us. This is significant because so often we look at other people and we say, well, that path was for them or that thing is for them. This is not for me. It doesn't apply to me. And if it doesn't apply to you, it's easy to jump off. If you're in a race that you didn't really care about, but you're there because someone else that you were there with actually cared about it, <laughs> then when things get really hard, it's going to be really easy to say, well, this was their thing, not mine. But we're told in this verse that there is a path, a race that is set before us. Not only is it ours, it's us. But it was set, that is, given by God, our creator. We have a creator that cares about us. He has a plan for us, and he set this path in front of us. The first step to enduring is realizing that you're on a path. I think implied here is that we need to be on the right path. We can decide to not be on the path that God wants us to be on, not be on the path that we were created to walk. We can decide that if we'd like. But if we've decided to walk the path that God has set in front of us, then when we're exhausted, when we're overwhelmed, when the obstacles present themselves, we'll continue. Why? Because it's our path given to us by God. We need to realize we're in a race, but we need to understand that that race doesn't come from us. I can change my mind. When I was young, I wanted to be something different every day. If you asked me, what are you going to be when you grow up? The answer would have been something different every time you asked. As I matured and figured things out and learned and asked questions, 
I started to focus on what I wanted to do. But when life gets hard, it's easy to bail on that. If it's me that put myself on the path, we need to know, we need to recognize there's a path. It is our path, but it wasn't chosen by us. It was chosen by God. That takes so much pressure off. What is it that God wants you to do? Do that. (laughs) The pressure comes off because it's a path that he set in front of me, not one that I set in front of myself. We go back to that verse. It talks about the cloud of witnesses, but it says something else. Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Here it is. Whether it's sin, things that are bad, or just a weight, something that's not necessarily bad, it's not sin, but it's holding us back. Those things that are in your life that would prevent you from running the race that God has set in front of you, get rid of them. Sin is easy for us to understand. We need to get rid of that. What's a little more challenging and very interesting about this verse is it talks about weight. There are a lot of things you can do. We talk about Christian liberty. We talk about all these things. There are a lot of things you can do, of course. But those things that you're allowed to do can become a weight that prevents you from running the race that God has set in front of you. What is keeping you from moving forward? What relationships? What work situations? What involvement with organizations or other people? What in your life is holding you back? On a race, depending on the length, you get rid of as much weight as you possibly can. If it's a shorter race, you wear the smallest shorts and the smallest shirt and the lightest shoes. As the race gets longer, typically more weight is added because of the distance. But these are considerations. You look and say, do I need this? If I don't, I'm not taking it because I don't want to carry it. It will slow me down. Get rid of it. What is it that's keeping you from running the race? So often we think, I cannot endure. You know why you can't endure? Because you're carrying stuff you shouldn't be carrying. Put that stuff down and endurance becomes not only possible, but much easier than you thought. You need to realize you're in a race. Understand where that race came from. Get rid of the stuff that's holding you back. And then he said in this verse, and really begins here, we need to know who came before us and have a strong connection to the past. In the beginning of the verse, I've said it a few times, he said, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, in order to understand this, you'd have to read the chapter before it, chapter 11. It lists out men and women, people who did incredible things, and sometimes it went well and sometimes not so well, but they ran the course. They ran the the race. They finished the path. So he begins by telling us we're on a race, but we need to understand that there are people who went before us. Seeing we're compassed or surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, those who've seen it. And then he gives the instruction to race. Here's the thing. If you are like me, then when you're tired in life and overwhelmed, another obstacle pops up, another difficulty, another trial, another thing. When that happens, 
You know what also happens? For me, I I can't speak for you, but for me, (laughs) I start to say things like, I'm the only one who's ever done this before, or I'm the only one who's ever felt this way before. I'm the only one who's experienced this, and since I'm the only one, then why would I continue? Have you ever been there? I wonder. Before we can move forward, we have to look back. I don't mean look back to our hurts and our own hang-ups, our own difficulties and trials of the past. Look back to other men and women, other people who have run this race before you. We need to have a connection to the past. That's why history is so important. That's why understanding where we came from is so important. Realizing we're not alone in this thing. There are others who have gone before us, and we should look to them for inspiration and direction and motivation and then get rid of the stuff that's holding us back and then understand that this race is a race given to us by our creator God but that still doesn't tell me where to go or what to do this next part is awesome (laughs) verse number two looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus. I've considered the past because those are the people who have gone before me. I know it can be done because they did it. I'm going to make this race as easy as possible for myself by getting rid of the weights and the sin that's keeping me from moving forward in a good way, that's holding me back, that's slowing me down. I'm going to get rid of that stuff because I am in a race given to me. It's mine. By God, it was given to me. And when I look out there to figure out where I should go, I'm going to follow the leader. I'm going to follow Jesus. Following his steps. We're told that his life was to serve as an example to us, to follow his steps. Jesus came from heaven to earth to live and then die, to pay the price for our sin, to rise again because he's God, to provide newness of life to be reconciled so that we can be reconciled to God through him, God the Father through him. But what we have in the Bible is a record of his life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We then see the people who, living with him and experiencing his life, went out and did what they did, many of whom lost their lives because they so deeply believed in what he taught. We have an example to follow. You and I don't need to simply figure out, as if we're groping around in the dark darkness, figure out what's next. You know what's better? To follow Jesus. What would Jesus do? What does Jesus want me to do? How would Jesus respond in this situation? What is it that I should be doing? Follow the leader. Who are you following? If you're following the wrong person, you're going to end up in the wrong place. A long trail race typically is marked with ribbons, sometimes paint. More than one person has gotten lost, though, because they didn't look for the ribbons, the paint, the trail markings, and instead they followed the person or people in front of them who took a wrong turn, and they took it with them. If you're following the wrong person, you're going to end up in the wrong place. We are to follow Jesus. I love the wording of this. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He is everything who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame 
and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I know that we're not Jesus. (laughs) Some of us have a complex sometimes, but I know that we're not Jesus. But what I also know is that the example of Jesus is an example of endurance. What does it say? It says, for the joy that was set before him, he knew where he was going. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He pushed through every obstacle, every difficulty. He was beaten. He was abused. He was mocked. He was murdered. And because he's God, he didn't have to do any of it. At any point in the process, he could have said, that's it, I'm out. But he didn't. Because he came to do a job. That is our example. What a great example of endurance. How do we endure? I think with all of those things in mind, finally, we need to simply keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Your, your mind is going to become tired long before your ability to continue on. Your heart may become tired long before your ability to continue on. We decide we want to quit before we have to quit most of the time. You can keep moving. But it's going to come down to the simple act of putting one foot in front of the other. That's why we talk about this all the time on this show. (laughs) You can make a decision. The decision to march, though, doesn't mean you know exactly how everything's going to turn out and you know everything that's going to happen on the road in front of you. You don't. But you've made a decision to keep moving in spite of what may be out there. It all comes down to that. We back up and ask the question once again, how do we endure? I just I can't do it anymore. I don't want to go on. How do I endure? Well, you need to realize you're in a race. There's a goal, starting point, end point, place in the middle. You're in a race. A race that is yours, given to you by your creator. He designed you, he equipped you to accomplish what he set in front of you. In order to do that, though, you're going to have to get rid of the baggage, the stuff that's holding you back. Get rid of it. Look over your shoulder and remember you're not alone. Others have come before you. They have. This cloud of witnesses, the Bible calls it. Then stop looking over your shoulder and look forward and follow the example of your Savior, the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus. He endured the cross. Doing all of that, take one step after the other till you arrive at a destination that you won't be able to see clearly, you won't fully understand, but that the God who loves you and created you has equipped you to accomplish. Endurance is something that most people don't like to talk about because it's really, really hard. (laughs) It's hard physically to endure. It's hard mentally and emotionally and spiritually. 
We're told to run with patience. That word patience means endurance. We want everything now. We want the difficulty to end now. But that's not how it works. I love that when we're told to follow Jesus, uh, we're told that he endured the cross. Why? For the joy that was set before him. He knew what God had prepared. And God has a plan for your life, and God has a plan for your family, and God has a plan certainly for your future. But you'll never get there if you don't say, well, (laughs) this is the path. This is what he's put in front of me. I will persevere. I'll run with patience the race that is set before me. I hope that's a helpful thought to you and even an encouraging one. It's one of those kind of backhanded encouraging thoughts. The thought that we need to keep taking steps and keep moving forward can also be overwhelming, but we don't need to do it alone. Others have done it before us. And our only job, really, is to just follow Jesus. He'll take care of the rest. Because life comes down to that. Will I march? Keep putting one foot in front of the other? Or will I stay where I am and die? Not the physical kind, but the emotional and the spiritual and relational death. It's giving up. What am I going to do? I would encourage you today, make the decision now. (laughs) If you're in the midst of the fight, keep fighting. But if you're not there yet, make the decision right now to endure. And God will bless your life. Appreciate you watching and or listening. Again, if you're listening and not watching, please make sure you're subscribed to that podcast platform. But also take some time, jump over to YouTube. You can find the channel, Jeremy Stallnecker. Find my channel. Tons of content there that I would love to share with you as well. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.